Welcome back to Dawson Dudes. Tonight we bring you Season 1 Dudes in Review. I'm John. I'm Brian. And I'm Chris. And we're the Dawson Dudes. Hey everybody! We're gonna use this episode to recap and review our thoughts on the first season of Dawson's Creek and a little bit on the first season of Dawson Dudes. Yeah. At the end of the day, this is really all about us. It, well, at the end of the day, this entire podcast is all about us. Exactly. So, uh, three, dudes in review. Yeah, three dipshits. Um, <laughs> just three dipshits watching a show and dipshitting around. Uh, that, that, that'll be, that, Dawson dudes are done after season one. It's uh, three dipshits dipshitting around season two and beyond. I mean, there are people who would call this episode filler, a waste of time. Why are they doing this? This like, isn't an episode of Dawson's Creek. I feel like a lot of people might say that our podcast in general is a waste of time. Sure. Let's start first with John. After reviewing the whole season, how do you feel about it now? As I've said many times already, this was my first complete run through of this season of this sh- of this show, like end to end, and uh, it- it's it's fair to say that I've been the naysayer throughout the entire run thus far, and yeah, I'm gonna have to continue on with that. <laughs> So you're not hot for the season as a whole. There's a lot of like things that take too long, things that are done clumsily, and then some things that aren't done at all. Like I was thinking about before we were going to record this today, I was thinking about this earlier. We haven't seen Mitch and Gail interact since that episode where they're like hugging each other and the phone was ringing. Like, you know, we think Bob's calling again. What happened with them? What's going on with that? That was just kind of left untold. Dawson Jen breakup took too long. The Dawson getting with Joey thing was awkwardly done. I don't know. But uh, I had a good time. Did you guys have fun <laughs> this season? Yeah. Yeah. You know, sort of the original concept for the show, of course, was that like you and Brian were like Dawson's experts and I'm like the newbie or whatever. But like, it hasn't played out like that as much. And I'm plenty happy with that. It's just been fun to watch this show and just say dumb stuff about it with you guys. <laughs> As the quote-unquote newbie, how do you feel about the first seasons of Dawson's Creek so far? Before we get to that, I had one question for John. Since you have felt how you have felt about this season, do you think that if you had started with this show originally at the front of it rather than the end of the second season or whatever, do you think you would have stuck with it if your first foray into Dawsonville started at episode one? Oh yeah, totally. For all of its faults... It's still this in, still good. This stuff. is entire. This is entirely colored by the age at which I am viewing it critically for the first time. Got it. For sixteen-year-old John or whatever, this would have this would have worked for you still. Yeah, because season two like really still works for me. Right. I really doubt that's because. Uh, I mean, just seeing the way uh, my differing opinion here is. Uh, yeah, that's all nostalgia based. So uh, season one fresh is like. Ugh. It's pretty rough from the eyes of someone in their 30s. Sure. But. To be fair, you didn't hate every episode. There were definitely no, no, high, no. Like highs and lows. I feel like we all liked the scare. The scare was fun. And you texted me that fucking picture of the Babadook again today. Thank you, Chris. Uh. <laughs> as as a 35-year-old man watching Dawson's Creek for the first time, season one, how do you feel? I, in watching this show, I really sort of tried mentally to strike a balance between looking at it as a 35-year-old and trying to see how I would have looked at it 
as a 17 year old like if i was just looking at it straight up as a 35 year old this is kind of a, it's kind of a dumb tv show filled with ridiculous things and children i don't care about it hasn't even gotten ridiculous yet that's the best part <laughs> which i look forward to that but like yeah. i knew from the jump i couldn't watch the show purely from that perspective and find any enjoyment in it so i really sort of tried to be open to the show as it was presenting itself and to look at it as much as its intended audience would look at it. And that allowed me to honestly sort of really enjoy watching the show. Would you say you're a fan? Uh... Hard to say if I'm officially a like a Dawson's Creek fan because it is also colored by the fact that I... It's hard, like... Ah, it's equivocating and probably not a satisfying answer, but I don't feel like I can officially declare Dawson's Creek fandom yet. Like, you wouldn't continue watching if we stopped. Yeah, if all of a sudden it was like, hey, no more Dawson dudes. The odds that I would continue on watching it independently are pretty low. But that is not to say that I haven't enjoyed what I've watched, and just doing the show and babbling about it is fun as shit. And so I'm a like I'm a fan of you two. What would you say, John, is your favorite moment of season one? The last episode of season one is the best. When that fucking Edward McCain song is playing and Joey's running at the dock, where she's decided to go confront her feelings with Dawson, you know, you know, and he she finds him, uh, you know, Jen sleeping over. From there, and the rest of the episode forward is my favorite moment because everything kind of escalates really fast with that immediacy to it. And that's to me, is where uh, I feel like it peaks right there. There was a lot of uh, beating around the bush time in the first season of uh, Dawson's Creek, and it finally gets exciting here. Brian, what's your favorite moment? My favorite moment is Joey at uh, and her dad at the uh, jail there. Really? Yeah. I think that's uh, some of the best acting we've seen in Dawson's Creek. And uh, I think it's really emotional. Uh, gets me every time. My favorite moment is watching Tamara turn that light off while Pacey stands on the beach and knowing that this is the last time <laughs> that we have to deal with Pacey and Tamara. Or is it? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Okay, it's not... <laughs> You son of a bitch. Don't do this to me. <laughs> All right, then, then second favorite moment. Wait, what episode did we yell at you for not liking? Uh, beauty contest. Basically that whole episode. I loved it. I, I loved everything about it. John? Yeah? Question, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you hate when the Babadook is either mentioned or sent to you in picture form? You know, it doesn't bother me that much. I, like, intentionally steer clear of anything else related to that. I'm never going to watch it. Like, I've thought about it, you know? It pops up on fucking Netflix or whatever. And, uh, no Babadook. Just the synopsis is unsettling to me. I remember reading the synopsis and being like, God, I don't like, I don't like this at all. <laughs> so have you seen it or not? He hasn't seen it. I haven't seen it. Brian, you've seen it. I am a horror fan. Yeah, so I've seen pretty much every horror movie. He loves the Babadook. Horror to me is like metal. Most of it sucks, but the stuff that's good, I really, really love. Really like. And even the bad stuff, I like you too. You kind of like it too. <laughs> yeah. Sure. That's actually that's actually a really solid. That's how I think most people feel about metal. Well, or they hate all of it. They think, or they hate all of it and they think it's all terrible. Yeah, yeah. Least favorite moment, episode, person. Uh, um, I think every we all have the same least favorite. It's, it's, if it's, we can it's, skip, if we it's can Pacey tomorrow. If we can accepting that we all hated that the most. And pushing that aside, so second, like, second least favorite. Oh, oh, wait, we're removing every Pacey Tamara scene from the realm of least favorite moment? Yes. I don't know, that's a hard question. Come back to me, you go first. <laughs> I would say Billy. Billy's my least favorite moment, non-Pacey Tamara. It was just like, 
it didn't do anything. Billy's a douchebag. Yeah. We never see him again. And I think it was like to help us like get a picture of Jen. But then it became like all about Dawson instead. It became like, oh, Billy and Dawson are gonna go on a journey. And so we didn't really get to see Jen yeah. deal with it that much. Like it, it just didn't feel like, like it was worth anything. Yeah, all you like all you really got was Jen doesn't want him here. Like Jen doesn't want him here, and that's like that's like patently obvious from the jump. And so yeah, it didn't really provide much. Mine is actually probably mine is catty corner to that, but it's the um in the road trip episode. Like basically everything that happens once they get to the bar. Dawson's entire conversation with the with the filming with the film liking lady, the lady in the film threat t-shirt with the single dreadlock. That whole thing, it didn't ring false to me, but it's just like there are no stakes to this. I do not care what either of them are talking about and I don't care what happens to either of them. It was in a season where there were lots of moments where I was surpri- where I was surprised at my ability and tendency to care about these kids and the shit going on with them that super stuck out as like the most fast forwardable moment. Oh, I find the whole Billy arc uh, to be tedious and Mildly pointless. I do like what he does for her storyline as far as uh, Jen dealt with some serious shit in New York. And this is here. Here it is like, you know, personified in person form. That's cool. Um, the person, a person personified, eh? A person personified. No, uh, well, uh, emotion personified as a person personified. For all of Billy's faults, he's not a horrible human being. Well, I mean, he did fuck like a 13 year old. <laughs> right, but we don't know how old he is. He's an old man. He's tw- like if that dude's not like twenty five, yeah. But so is Vanderbeek, <laughs> right? But, but Vanderbeek's playing fifteen. But we no, but we don't know how old he's playing. How does he know that bouncer? <laughs> I don't know. Some kid who knows a bouncer. Kids knows. That's how only underage people, no, you know, like, know bouncers to get them in. No, he knew he knew of the fucking bouncer so that he could get his thirteen year old fucking girlfriend in. But you, it's not like he's he he didn't beat her like it didn't like it shows maybe that he did. And like he actually really does care for her and like does have like these mm. like it's just like maybe they should have made him a worse like human a worse being. person yeah I don't know man I think it's hard to fault Dawson's Creek for not just going as hard in one direction as they could not just doing that for once you know. I still think that, like, they don't do it for Pacey Tamara either. Like, they don't show Tamara, like, Tamara's kind of, like, a likable character beyond the fact that she's fucking Pacey. Right. No, yeah, that is funny, especially in those episodes. There were definitely times where all three of us would be like, I liked when Tamara did this, and then had to, like, actively remind ourselves. And by Tamara, I mean the sexual predator who is banging the 15-year-old. John, you and Brian got into the whole thing about, like, the writer's intention, like, in, like what they were trying to present with Billy and to, and to an extent Tamara versus like how we were receiving it uh from what i've gathered uh from what like listening to the right there was a writer's panel at atx in 2015 does that mean austin texas uh yes it does (laughs) is that how how cool people say it uh no there's a it's like an atx it's called like atx festival i think is that those um motorcycles with four wheels no that's an atv Close though, yeah, no, as close as you can get. <laughs> you got AT, you got ATV. That's four. That's four wheels. ATW. That's nothing. ATX. That's Austin, Texas, and also this thing. Yeah, uh, festival where they had the some some writers from Dawson's Creek, including Kevin Williamson, 
and Paul Stupin, the uh, executive producer. And uh, Paul Stupid is the executive producer. Yeah, he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> is Kevin Williamson, Williamson involved at all at this point in the show anymore? Season one, yes. He doesn't leave until the end of season two, and he didn't want to leave. Like he, he was contractually had to leave to do some other work. I guess he had a contract with another to develop another TV show, but he did not want to leave Dawson's Creek. So what was the show? I don't think it made it to air. It was like a development deal that he, they were going to sue him. Oh, if he, if he didn't. Yeah, leave Dawson's Creek to work on it. Man, that's got to blow. Like, you've just reached the end of the second season mm-hmm. of this show that's, like, become, like, a young people's cultural phenomenon. And, and to, to go about your life. About you to go work on a thing that no one ever sees <laughs> because it doesn't go. Right. To avoid being sued. Kevin Williamson works on the first two, first two seasons. Also, like... But he's he not writing any more episodes. Like, what is he doing? Just executive producing? He's a showrunner. Every episode gets his pen on it. How it works is, like, it'll go to a writer or two writers sometimes, or a group of writers will write. Like, the last episode had four writers. And each took a different story. And then, but every episode then goes to Kevin Williamson, who goes over it and will do rewrites on it. Like, I think we were talking earlier, last episode about the scene with joey at jail the original question wasn't going to be do you love me the original question was going to be why did you do it that's what the original writer wrote went to kevin williamson when he went over the script he changed it to do you love me so he does go over every single episode all right i'll give him that one that was a good change uh, uh, as a writer. Yeah. yeah real sharp um kevin williamson actually was not the original showrunner of Dawson's Creek also. They felt that Kevin Williamson was an unknown. The only thing he'd ever done was written the script to Scream. Paul Stupin had never run a show or executive produced a show. He was, on the development side, he would um, like green light TV shows, essentially, and find people to develop shows. So he had never executive produced a show. So they hired a executive producer for the show who apparently was a bitch to work with. And it was really difficult. The first few episodes, I think, was really difficult for them because there was sort of like two leaders of the show. There would be Kevin Williamson, who is the leading creative on the show. And then this other executive producer who was the showrunner, but they didn't know who was really in charge because one would say one thing the other would say the other so uh, they they did talk about the first series of episodes being kind of just off because there was a different showrunner so at some point somebody came to kevin williamson and was like listen i don't know who's in charge here kevin i don't know if it's you i don't know if it's this other guy but it's making it really difficult to write the show and kevin williamson said he just kind of had to take at that point he was young and he was in hollywood so whatever they wanted he just took and decided at that point that, hey, if I want to make this show a success, I have to kind of take over. And he went to the network and pretty much said, hey, I can't work with this person. I have to be the showrunner of my own show. And so I think you could it kind of feel like the after that, like after the first few episodes, things get a real Kevin Williamson tone to it. Especially like the last like three, I think, like have a real Kevin Williamson tone where like they said all that. The bigger words, the things, uh, all the meta stuff. Like, all that comes into the show, and it has that a lot more Kevin Williamson in it. Now, was the Frog still one of the execs at the WB when um, Kevin Williamson requested to be the showrunner? Uh, I think he was uh, was in um, marketing at that time. Oh, okay. Mainly. Sure, sure. 
Yeah, so he wasn't doing a lot of work on the show. He was doing a lot of promo. Promo. A lot of promo stuff, <laughs> sure. In front of the camera. He was like... More of the face of the network yeah, yeah, than, yeah, than, than a big decision yeah, maker. Yeah. Like a real shot caller. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Michigan J-Frog. <laughs> do, you think he's, do you think he's named after the state or the state's named after him? <laughs> and, but, the, but Dawson's Creek is the first... One of the first WB shows to really solidify what the WB was going to be. But isn't this the same time that, like, wasn't fucking 7th Heaven on the WB, too? Yes. Yeah. So, It was Heaven for decades. was before, I think, before Dawson's Creek. It kind of had a weird, like, I think, like, couple of shows, and but then after Dawson's Creek came out, the WB was like, okay, this is what we're about. We're a teen network, teen dramas, and this ain't your mammy's seventh heaven. Yeah, and seventh heaven like remained because it was a sort of a um a a temple. Well, yeah, and had good ratings, but Dawson's Creek changed the makeup of the WB going forward, and it was like you know One Tree Hill popular, all that bullshit. And nobody, and nobody in the cast of Dawson's Creek oh, like nobody from the cast of Dawson's Creek touched a bunch of kids, yeah. unlike seventh heaven. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you see, like, the WB switching their... From being kind of like... They like, were trying to be a fox. and But they were more yeah. like like a white people UPN. <laughs> yeah, and so then they switched over to being, a, like, their own... Like the teen... The, the, yeah. Doing teen dramas oh, on their sense. own and doing, you know... Your One Tree Hill Felicity. Is Felicity WB, too? Yeah. Dawson's Creek opened up for Felicity. Like on the road, <laughs> they'd play five songs you know, in front of Felicity. You know, you put your 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 top show first, like Full House, and then you would have your Caroline in the City. No, those are two That's... different stations <laughs> and two different two different blocks. Yeah. But Caroline in the City is a very apropos uh, second tier show to talk about, though. Yeah, it's like no, you know you that show. Your, yeah, Full like House, Ned, like Ned and Stacy. Like, what was after Full House? Ned and Stacy, nice Family Matters. No, it was Step by Step. Step by then Step. Then Family Matters. Yeah. It st- like it was on the thir- like on the thirties where you're like second tier shows yeah. like it, yeah eight, 8 p.m. Full House then step by step you take you look at Patrick Duffy for a second you take a breather and you get full Family Matters <laughs> they get Family Matters and then you get Perfect Strangers <laughs> or it would either be Perfect Strangers or and then it was like Dinosaurs for a while question biggest like surprise from this season for you biggest surprise yeah. Like most surpri- like most surprising thing about watching about either about watching uh, the season or like something you didn't remember happening or like something you didn't expect you know something you didn't expect to feel about the show that you found yourself feeling about the show. I am I'm amazed at how much I can hate Dawson. Like that's impressive. You found new wells of ability to hate Dawson. Yeah, like my anger like runs so deep, and it's because something that I think it's totally something. It's because something that Brian said like the last time we recorded. It's like, yeah, everybody hates Dawson, but we're all Dawson. Well, everybody hates Dawson. Like this is reiterated. Like I think the thing with Dawson is everybody hates Dawson because he's selfish. Like all the stuff that we hate about ourselves is inside Dawson, and the thing that's great about Dawson, you lose as an adult. So like Dawson has his like passion for filmmaking and does he though because we haven't heard about that movie in a long time it's been several episodes well he was painting those things that you thought were like uh, dungeons and dragons figures we know dawson from the years like that's his passion and he has this 
naivete that like if you just love something enough, you can achieve what you want. Right? He has this optimism about that that you just totally lose as an adult. Sure. So as a thirty five year old, it's really difficult to like relate to Dawson because you've lost that like the world has beaten you down and you realize <laughs> that you don't have that optimism that like you can do what you love and right. you can follow your dreams. And like that's all Dawson is about. And you there is like romance in the world and all that stuff that like is like great about Dawson. You lose as an adult, and everything that you hate about Dawson is, as an adult, the stuff you hate about children. When you're younger, it's about their selfishness and not understanding that they're not the center of the world. And so that's why, as an older person, it's really difficult to like Dawson. I remember watching it as a child and not really thinking Dawson's a horrible person. Like, Dawson's just a person. That's interesting. Yeah, because, like, they give, like, as a, it's a, coming of age story and it is Dawson is our main character at least for these first couple of years and so coming of age is about learning that you're not the center of the world like that's like the biggest thing you need to learn coming out of childhood is because when you're a child like you feel like you're the center of the world because your parents are always like doting over you you fall and you're always being taken care of and Ain't nobody ever take care of me. Okay, then I, that I candy? got Chris says you're a bad mom. You never <laughs> took care of him. It's probably why you don't you leave and listen to this fucking show. Don't come at my mom. You like just that. said nobody took care of you. I know. I was kidding. Everybody took he care of He wasn't kidding. He was crying a little bit, Candy. Uh, then I want to take back my moment of what I'm so surprised about. Uh, what I'm most surprised about, I feel like, is that how, as much as I do dislike Dawson, and I'm surprised by that, is how much of a not main character he seems like to me sometimes. Like where it doesn't seem it doesn't seem that much like his creek. Well, yeah, like his journey is like not interesting. Yeah, and then... but everybody, his journey might not be interesting to you, but like there is not one moment that a character isn't talking about Dawson. <laughs> that is funny. Like, like the whole world revolves around Dawson. Yeah, like, maybe he just maybe he just is the creek though. Like he doesn't really exist. <laughs> he's scenery. Like, like he's a he, like he's a fucking metaphor. <laughs> We're all done. Like, the, Dawson, Dawson died 20 years ago. <laughs> Without Dawson, I don't think it would be as good of a show. You need that person to, like... I think a lot of people related to Dawson as a child. I feel like one or more of them may be on this television... On this podcast. <laughs> um, like, Kevin Williams... Oh, I, I'm not... I won't deny that I related to Dawson as a, a yeah. young man. And there's... And, like, there's... There's, like, there's... Absolutely no and shame in you it. Wa- you watch this now and you just hate yourself for it. It's like, oh, God. Eh. I deserved everything I got because of my behavior. <laughs> John, I'm going to tell you right now, let yourself off the hook. Forgive forgive yourself a bit. We were all a bit. We were all a lot of Dawson. Everybody is Dawson. Like, that's the thing. Every You think you're Jen. You're not fucking Jen. You're not that cool girl from New York. <laughs> you're not damaged and have figured it out and become like a super, <laughs> like a super strong, like little adult. Yeah. No matter how many people told you you had an old soul, it's just because your voice was deeper than it should have been. And you're not Joey. You're not this like beautiful girl who says all the right things and is smart and and everybody is Pacey and Dawson. <laughs> That's how the world is. We're all Paceys and Dawsons. We're all fucking up all the time. The difference is how you like how you approach fucking up and what you're fucking up specifically. <laughs> like Kevin Williamson says, like uh, there's a misnomer that he is Dawson, and he's like he took 
each part of himself and put into the characters. Like, the part of him that was a fuck-up in school, that made jokes, is Pacey. The part of him who who grew up poor on the wrong side of the creek is Joey. The part of him who wanted to be a filmmaker was Dawson, and the person who was broken and didn't feel like they had a place in the world was Jen. And he split all that part into all these characters. And so, like, you know, I think a lot of us, you know, see everybody can kind of see somebody in one of the characters or more than one of the characters you know no i'm a i'm a pacey joey because i'm beautiful secretly (laughs) also i think the girls kind of get away with their bad behavior these women are always getting away with their bad behavior (laughs) like i wouldn't want to hang out with joey ever ever she seems like the least fun person i'm in the creek so she's a fucking bummer (laughs) like all the time like she she never like she never wants to do the thing you want to do and when she's there she's pissed off about it and it's just like yeah i got got fucking sour puss on the whole time yeah like going (laughs) people who go to parties to make fun of people at the parties and talk about how lame the party is. It's just like, that's the person you don't want to hang out with. Yeah, it's like, why are you here? It's like, we got to stop inviting these people to these parties. But I think like people give her a pass because she's just like really beautiful. And you don't, (laughs) a pretty lady. Yeah, you don't, we're just not as like hard on her as we are with Dawson, where it's like Dawson's beautiful. Joey is just insufferable to hang out with too, just as insufferable as Dawson. They deserve each other. Dawson's probably, you know, Dawson's actually probably fine just to be around when nothing pressing is going on in his life, you know? Yeah. But that's the thing is that, like, Joey doesn't even have, like, dreams. <laughs> like, other than, like, be smart and leave. Like, at least with Dawson, it's just like, hey, you want to talk about fucking movies or whatever? It's like, yeah. At least with Dawson, there's, like, there's, like, a tent pole where, like, if you're at a fucking party with Dawson, yeah. you'd be like, hey, what's up, man? Oh, you know, making a movie? Cool, what's your fucking movie about? But he, Whereas, but- like, he's like, you, you walk up to Joey, and Joey's just like, hi. Like, what's your, hey, how's it going? My mom's dead. <laughs> it's like, shit, man, this is not a fun party. But you see at that party they go to where, like, Dawson's actually, like, up getting a drink. He's he's hanging out. He's People mingling. are like, hey, Dawson. And he's like, hey, guys. Hey, what's up? Yeah, and Joey's just in the corner like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. These people suck. We make fun of them. Hey, let's go watch a movie. Yeah. Dawson has a much more, hey, let's make the best of this yeah. kind of deal. Even Mary Beth seems happy to see him. What's up, Doss? I'm going to tell you the weirdest rumor ever. And it's like, it's like, so he's not like, he's not floating in this uber, if, like uber negative, like bubble. If you don't have feelings for Dawson, it's fine. Like, if you're, like, not one of the girls who's pining for Dawson, I bet it's fine to hang out with Dawson. Yeah, I'm sure, like, I'm sure a couple of those piece of shit football guys, like, probably turn, like, turn to each other's like, oh, yeah, I saw Dawson at that party. It's like, oh, yeah, Dawson, nice guy. I would hang out with Dawson. I would hang out, definitely hang out with Pacey. He seems super dope. He's like a good time. (laughs) He's hiding a lot of stuff underneath all that good time. But he he gets it. Pacey is the good flip side of what a Joey could be because Pacey, like Joey, sees the bullshit, but he his attitude and approach to the bullshit is just like, ah, you know, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna fuck around. Rather than rather than just be like, I hate it, I hate it, it all sucks. Right. Though he takes the, like, 
I fuck around too much. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, but if you go back to like, which which yeah. approach do you want to like hang out with? Right. Which approach do you want to hang And then Jen seems like she could have a good time too. It's just like Joey seems insufferable to hang out with. Like, she's just no fun. And she can't sing. She can't sing for shit. She fucking ruined that song. <laughs> God damn it. Like, like, it's funny because like, as I said before, I love everything about that episode. Even like her shitty singing, like I think it, like I, I think it works in context. She just, she should have sang that Goldfinger, that Goldfinger song instead. Oh my god, I would, I would have been like, I'd have been you know, crying in the aisle. <laughs> she like changes the gender and shit, so it's like, whoa, fucking your head up. It's like an Amy Winehouse song cover. It's like kind of funky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some Mark, some Mark Ronson production. <laughs> um, the guy's a genius. Mark Ronson? Yeah. Dude knows what he's... Well, he's a genius. He's like a collage genius. Like, that dude does pastiche like nobody else. It's like, hey, you want a, like, a song that sounds exactly like a like yeah. some 70s, 70s roller skating jam? I can do it. Uh, Uptown, Funk is, Uptown Funk is the shit. Hell yeah. Dude, I was at a wedding a couple weeks ago. Uptown Funk came on. Is there is there a part of Uptown Funk where you're just like, this was written to be played underneath like NBA highlights? Yes. But like, it's also a jam. And then they played 24 Karat Magic. That song fucking rules. Bruno Mars is really one of the most talented people. It's who, fucking... Who doesn't get enough, like, praise of how talented he is. It's just like, the guy can sing. He can fucking dance. He can fucking dance. He's a, sh- he's a showman. He's three feet tall. He doesn't beat his girlfriend. <laughs> he doesn't hit his lady. Have you heard that song, That's What I Like? He doesn't say beating his girlfriend is one of the things he likes. It's like romantic stuff. Yeah, he's like Chris Brown with all the, without all that other shit. Without all the hitting. <laughs> Same question. Uh, what's like, the most surprising? It's like, it's like su- most surprising thing about watching this season. Nothing surprises me. <laughs> I'm unsurprisable. You cannot sneak anything up on me. Really? Nothing. It's not not a goddamn thing. I mean, every ever everything just just from this watch, everything proceeded as you expect as you expected. Well, time down. It's hard to be surprised by something you've watched a bunch of times. Sure, sure, sure. That I mean, that's what I was at. Like I was asking more so because like, yeah, have you watched it a bunch of times? Yeah, but like, have you watched it? This is the first time. You know, you've watched it specifically to then do a fucking show about it. So, like... I watch everything I watch critically. Really? Yeah. It seems exhausting. It, it, oh, man. No. I'm just real... You're just real smart. I'm just a real smart person. <laughs> Dude... You take you don't take notes anymore, though, do you? Uh, no, I, I don't really... I don't really need to take notes. Some, it's all in the head. <laughs> I, w- I would like to say... I, I am sometimes taken aback with how uncritically I watch things. I don't have to take notes because I do so much on the show. Like, to get it read, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sort of like the executive producer of this podcast. I would I would agree with that. So, therefore, like... I'm I just, wouldn't disagree, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad someone's finally said it out loud. I'm like the show... <laughs> I'm like the show runner. You just want, you just want a hierarchy. <laughs> so, therefore, just like... Get it, let's just get it out there, guys. I'm doing, like, a lot of work work on it. Like, I do a lot of research. I, I watch, like, spend an hour and a half watching that ATX panel. panel. Sure. So, like... I, you know, I watch every episode two or three times. I edit our show, and then I'm like, I'm on the boards. Like, I'm reading like what other people are saying. I listen to other podcasts, so I feel like I don't have to take notes because, like, I kind of fair lived. enough. I, I fucking kind of live Dawson's Creek right now. I was gonna, I was gonna ask us. Like, I had a, uh, I was thinking the other day. I was li- like. One of our episodes had just come out, and I was listening to it, because I like the sound of our voices. I was thinking, just thinking about the idea of when you originally approached me about doing this show. It's like, hey, do you want to do a fucking show about, we watched Dawson's Creek Mm -hmm. and stuff. At that moment, that what you were really asking is, 
hey, do you want to only think about Dawson's Creek for uh, large swaths of your awake time? And I uh, do not do nearly the amount of work that Brian does on the show, but it's still almost always in my head in some fashion. And that, I think, that, that I would say is the most surprising thing to me about, it's less about the season of watching the show than about doing the show, is... I was, I'm just surprised as to how much brain this show consumes of mine. And that's not a negative. It's just a surprise. <laughs> so the scare, uh, what's the last one called? Decisions or... I like Boyfriend, too. Boyfriend's good. I mean, Billy's annoying, but uh, man, the breakup scene at the end is so good. Love that Ben Fold song. You know what? I think I like the pilot too. Like pilot's good. I uh, dislike at it as a whole. I kind of like the pilot also, especially how they bookend the pilot and the season finale. Oh, um, with the they uh, kind of mirrored it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. And possibly just because it's fresh in my mind from that listen, I really like Baby. Like I, I think I really like uh, the interplay between grams and jen and grams getting to be a com a complex interesting character for a whole episode i thought was really cool. least favorite episode uh least favorite episode um i feel like road trip was the hardest episode we ever had to do because we recorded that episode remotely and nobody gave a fuck what happened <laughs> just i just remember just like sitting on the it was like late too i had to go to work the next morning i was like sitting on the couch like fuck are we almost done with this shit what happens in this episode that's our shortest one too it it's is like 55 minutes and also and as while we're at it just to be contrary i'm gonna have to say my least favorite episode uh, i don't like beauty contest and we did we did make you watch it more than once to confirm <laughs> to confirm that. <laughs> several times that's fine i tried real hard boys i'm sorry no, and, and i believe you brian least favorite episode uh baby <laughs> i don't think i like baby that much like, I'm trying to think, like, what I don't like about the show. Like, I didn't enjoy the Pacey Tamara storyline. That was, like, the only thing that I think I personally did not enjoy. Well, you said you, didn't, you mentioned the earlier Billy. the Billy thing. Yeah. So, like, I imagine Road Trip would probably up, be yeah, up there Road as, like, least up, favorite. Yeah. We, talked about, we talked about her during the episode, uh, and it's not important enough to really get into, but I want to give a shout out to Ursula in the scare. Really, really, really liked, uh, really like what she brought, <laughs> really, really like what she brought to the proceedings. That may be the best episode of the season. It's the most enjoyable to rewatch. Yeah, it's, it's the, like that of all the episodes and it gets the benefit of being sort of thematically complete on its own. Like I remember the next, when we were talking about the next episode, you're basically saying that that like the scare could exist or not exist, and it real wouldn't really have affected the overall season. And so it's like its ability to just sort of be self-contained and watched like that is, I think, it's the episode that I think has the most like rewatchability. I say it has a lot of rewatchability, but in the Dawson's Creek as a whole, it just doesn't have anything to do with Dawson's Creek. It could be right. any show. It could be One Tree Hill. Right. Like with Chad Michael Murray. Chad, well, he's in a lot of stuff. As we'll see. Is Chad Michael Murray in Dawson's Creek? <laughs> Is he? I think so. Oh, like in the college yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Chad Michael Murray's on every CW show. <laughs> he's on Gilmore Chad Girls. I, I just like. I don't know why he's always like because I've never watched One Tree Hill. I don't think that I've on purpose seen Chad Michael Murray in anything other than this one old episode of Conan. 
to this day can't tell you why, but like I'm watching Conan interview Chad Michael Murray, and it gets to the end, and all I can think is, yeah, fuck Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> and so like somehow that's become like a weird guiding principle in my own brain. Like things you know to be true. Oh, hashtag fuck Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> still, 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 still. Please, yeah. By by all means, conti- like continue with that for the uh, remainder of Twitter's existence. Uh, what characters do you th- did you guys find yourself uh, like rooting like not r- not just rooting for, but maybe like identifying with sure. or um, well falling in love with? Well, I mean, besides. Mary Beth. <laughs> Listen, nobody heard. Just so everybody knows, uh, the the double date episode, uh, we recorded, and there's probably I don't know thirty to forty five minutes of me and John talking about liking Mary Beth that did not that did not make it into the episode, and so um, just know that. Deep within John and I, there's a weird, deep, and abiding love for Mary Beth. Uh, I like a lot of the bit characters who aren't um, there just to be shitty, like various football players who try to harass Joey. Like, fuck that. Fuck those guys. But uh, I liked um, like that Anderson character who jumped on early, uh, the boat guy. I oh, joined rich, him. Rich boat guy. Yeah. Rich boat guy. Rich boat happened. Uh Early season cliff as uh, good. Yeah, first first ha- first half cliff is it was pretty unbeatable. But like, it's it personally like I almost have to let go of that just because of how disappointing second half cliff was to me. Cliff sucks. Cliff sucks. Fucking cliff, man. As far as characters that one identifies with, it's like I mean, there's a hashtag for mine. Were you? surprised because you didn't like Basie at first. Absolutely, a thousand percent. And have you reconciled that is because you hate yourself? Or have we not gotten to that yet? <laughs> We're not there yet. <laughs> I actually, like, um, I blame most of my initial distaste for Pacey on two separate things. One involving the show, one not involving the show. The involving the show is like, I think I didn't like him just because I hated his storyline so much. The uh, non-show reason why I had early distaste for Pacey, when I was maybe 11 years, whenever they uh, were shooting D2, The Mighty Ducks 2, they shot the last, they shot the last tournament stuff at the then pretty new Anaheim Pond. And since they were shooting that, they were shooting that stuff there. The producers had put out the call for local folk to be like crowd, like crowd extras and stuff. And the I guess daycare center slash after school program I was with that I was involved with at the time, like got tickets and got to do that. So I was in the crowd of D two, the Mighty Ducks 2's finale. And at one point, all the sort of child, all the child stars. Uh, entered the ring and walked across it and Joshua Jackson seemed like he had a little shitty look on his face and I didn't like it <laughs> from that and from that point I was just like I don't like Charlie that much but by the end of detention or the next episode I was just like no I get Pacey that make the he makes sense to me hashtag Chris's Chris's Pacey, Pacey. <laughs> which which I initially thought was kind of silly but we've got to the end of the season it 
remains an accurate hashtag. General thoughts about, about the first season of doing the show and like the fact that we have a fucking podcast about this shit. It's a lot more work than I thought it was going to be. Most of you as the audience who have to listen don't know that we usually record between three to six hours worth of content for every episode. What a creek, everybody. I have to then cut that down to about an hour's worth. To something anyone would want to listen to. And most of it is just not about the creek. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think there there has been a 45-minute King of the Hill tangent. It's a lot of work because Chris can't stay on point. It's not his fault. He doesn't talk to anybody all week. <laughs> once a week, he gets to see people, and then he has all the stuff he wants to say that he hasn't been able to say to anybody else. A little guy gets all excited, and he gets all tuckered yeah, out. That he's like, real quick, real quick before we start, I just want to talk about this weird-ass story about this conversation I had with this guy that doesn't nobody cares about. It's so accurate. <laughs> like, it hurts. That, and so, like, he has to, like, you know, get it out somehow. <laughs> It's been a lot of work just scheduling-wise, like, just doing the podcast itself. It's, like... Behind the scenes. Usually it's, like, a whole Sunday for us. Yeah. Um, a good Sunday. Yeah, it's been it's been real fun. It's been real surprising that anybody would care to listen to this. It has been funny to realize how little actual patience people you know have for you. It's been surprising to get feedback from listeners who have sent us praise. Just people following. Just the fact that anybody listens to this is has been amazing. And I want to know what's wrong with you. <laughs> and please continue to listen. <laughs> you know what? I don't want to know. What What's wrong with you? More than that, it's been real fun to hang out with Chris and John. The thing is, we all live pretty far away from each other. And it's when you're an adult and you live really far away from each other. It's like adult it's, shit to do. Yeah, yeah, you have an adult life. You have adult shit to do. It's difficult to keep in touch all the time. And this has been an easy excuse to be like, hey, we have to record. So we have to hang out and just being able to enjoy each other's company again. I think, like, we've all known, we, the three of us have known each other for so goddamn long that there's something so ultimately comfortable about slipping into the rhythm of talking to each other that is so fun and comfortable at the same time beyond, like, like echoing Brian that, like, it's insane that people listen to this and I am so, like, grateful for every one of you weird people who have decided to make this something you spend time on uh as the dawson dude who does the least uh by far i mean chris kind of manages twitter sometimes uh so yeah he's ahead of me uh yeah it's, it's good it's good times um i don't i have to uh predictions for season two or what you would like to see in season two think about paris do you think she goes Yes, I think she goes. Okay. I want, like, I, I, I think she goes. Go. I think she goes because I want her to go. As we and like, there are several unshakable beliefs that I have, and we touched on it in the episode. In the episode on the episode, is that when you get the opportunity to go do a thing, you just go do the thing. And you know, Chris had once had an opportunity to move to New York with me, and he did not take it. Exactly, and I reg- like. That's a that's an absolute regret with that without question. That is an absolute regret of mine. So, it's one of the things that makes that belief so unshakable. <laughs> what do you think about Dawson and Joey's relationship? Or do you want to see them together? No, 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 no. You want to see them apart? Yeah, I feel like it's best for everybody <laughs> if they just like figure their shit out uh-huh. and just like be apart. Although, I mean. 
what we've been talking about in the last couple episodes has given me the things that you have been saying about Dawson and who he is and why people don't like him has given me a newer found sympathy for Dawson and empathy for Dawson, but it has not, that has not yet translated into an act, into a rooting interest for the happiness of Dawson. Like I don't, I don't care whether he's happy or not yet. <laughs> so yeah, I feel the same. I feel the same way. At no point have I like is his happiness at all as it mattered to me while watching this. I think it's because when you're older, Dawson seems a lot more privileged than the other characters. Yeah, he's got a nice house. His parents uh, love him. Love him ostensibly. Yeah, um, and I think it's harder to like. When you're 15, your parents fighting and, like, almost getting a divorce is super serious, super big deal, super, like, painful. So when you're 35, it's like, uh, we don't, I think as an adult, see that as, like, painful, but, like, it, sure. it is something that it is. And, and like, like I said, like, I, like, I sympathize with Dawson as a person, like, as a, as a human being, as a more than I would have say three three or four weeks yeah. ago. Like, but like <clears throat> at the same time, it's just like between the Dawson and Joey, like like Joey's the one who I would like to see happy, mm-hmm. and Dawson whatever. Like, da- if Dawson were twenty eight, he'd be a terrible human being. Right. But Dawson at fifteen is a normal. It's boy. just a like fifteen a normal, year old. Yeah. A normal fifteen year old. And I would say maybe above. Above average. Average. Sure. At least in penis size. Slightly. Slightly. Slightly above average. Yeah. But, like, just as, like, a a 15-year-old, he's better than probably most 15-year-olds to hang out with. Yeah, probably. I'm excited about season two. John, are you excited about season two? Season two is fucking sick. It's going to be good, everybody. Yeah, season two is definitely really great. I feel like season two, just of the Dawson dudes, will be the season of John. He seems full of opinions on these episodes and chomping at them to get them out. Story-wise, season two is really great. We get some new characters. The world gets fleshed out a little bit. I think all the characters get fleshed out a lot better. Season two and three are definitely my favorite seasons of Dawson's Creek. Season one, dudes in review. I feel like if you got all the way through this episode, you are truly a fan of our show. Thank you. Uh, we'll return back next week with uh, Season 2, Episode 1. Episode 1 of Dawson's Creek. Get stoked for that. For the last time of Season 1, I'm Chris. I'm Brian. And I'm John. We're the Dawson Dudes. Loving you, buddy. All right.